Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to the broadcast today. We've got a great sermon entitled, The Challenge of the Open Door. God has a challenge in mind just for you. It's an open door, and he wants to, to lead you through it. See, there are opportunities waiting on you. All you got to do is walk through that door. Yeah, but I don't know if I can do it. Well, evidently, God thinks you can because he wouldn't have put the door in front of you. Think about that. So, brother, this is the year, this is the time for opportunity in your life. And it'll take a challenge to go through it, but you'll receive it. So go right now, call a friend, tell him to turn that television on, get a pencil and paper, take some notes, because you're going to enjoy this message. It's entitled, The Challenge of the Open Door. Go with me to the book of Second, excuse me, 1 Corinthians. It's right before 2 Corinthians. Chapter 16. Second, first Corinthians, I want to go to Second Corinthians for some reason or another, but First Corinthians chapter 16. I want to start reading, well, I, I was going to read 8 and 9, but I'm going to start reading, I'm going to start reading with verse 5, so I'm going to give them time to uh, put verse 5 up there for me if you don't mind. This is Paul talking to the church at Corinth in verse 5. Now, now I will come unto you when I shall pass through Macedonia, for I, do pass through, for I do pass through Macedonia, and it may be that I will abide, yea, and winter with you, that ye may bring me on my journey whithersoever I go. Notice Paul was a traveler. I understand that perfectly. I'm a traveler. People ask me all the time, boy, you are a roadie. Oh, I, I was made, for, I'm like a horse. I can sleep standing up. I can grab naps when no one else can. I'm talking about blaring music. It don't make no difference. When I don't shut her down, I shut her down. Because you have to do that when you travel, you know. Because traveling is very tiresome. Even if you got a plane, it still wears you out. Verse 7, for I will not see you now, by the way, but I trust to tarry a while with you, if the Lord permit. But I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost. Why? Why Ephesus? Ephesus is a place where it open, opens up to Asia and Asia Minor. A lot of people come into Ephesus. There's a great festival called the Diana Festival, who is a goddess. Now, Paul's been there three years. And normally, he doesn't stay that long anywhere for three years. But let me tell you why. Verse 8. For a great door, everybody say great door. And effectual is open unto me. In other words, he sees something. And there are many adversaries. Wherever there's a great door, there's always adversaries. Then he goes on. He just says it quick. Yet you got to understand they tried to kill him in Ephesus. He said he fought with wild beasts. Now, I personally believe there were lions and things of that nature. Some people believe, some uh, theologians believe it was people. He called them beasts. But I, I really believe, he said, you know, I've been delivered from the mouth of the lion. So that, that, that's, that's what Paul said, as well as Daniel, both. Verse 9, I mean, excuse me, verse 10. Now, if Timothy comes, see that he may be with you without fear. There's a reason he said that. For he worketh the work of the Lord as I also do. Now, watch it. What he was saying was, he was about ready to walk into that theater, and he had caused such a riot, because when you touch people's money, you touch their heart. And he was shutting down the economy of the, of the goddess Diana. Oh, Lord. 
When you touch Satan's money, it makes him real mad. What Satan doesn't realize is that he's a thief. The only, he owns nothing. Everything he's got, he's stolen from you. The Bible says, let him steal, kill, and destroy. See, he can't kill you until he steals from you. And the reason why the planet Earth belongs to us, Psalms 115, verse 16, the heavens, even the heavens of the Lord, but the earth hath he given to the children of men, is because when God created this planet, there were no sinners. None. Zero. So everything you see belongs to you. Spiritual, physical, financial. If, if you're writing that down, write that down. When you walk into a jewelry store, every piece of jewelry belongs to you. Shout, lady. When you go to Louis Vuitton, every purse on the shelf belongs to you. The Chanel's, the Givenchy, the Escada, Christian Dior, name what you want. Oil. Diamonds. Wall Street. Everything you see belongs to you if you're born again and know Jesus Christ as Lord. Well, how come I don't have it? Because the thief visited your house. He comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. This is what Paul is seeing. This effective door, this effectual, this, my God. He said, I can't leave, but they're going to kill you, Paul. They refrained him from going into the theater because a riot had started. But to him, it was a door. So wherever there's an effectual door, there's a challenge to that door. The title of this sermon this morning is the challenge of the open door. Every door that you see will bring a challenge to it. And I want to talk about that. I want to read verse 8 and 9 again. But I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost for a great door and effectual. The word effectual, that means energy. It's open unto me and there are many adversaries. Write this down if you're taking notes. An open door is an opportunity to be grasped with both hands. An open door is an opportunity to be grasped with both hands. What it is, it's an opportunity for service. Something happened to me in March of this year. An open door, an effectual door was given to me. And what was that? Social media. I was not doing social media, very little. Because when I thought of growth, I thought of broadcast television. You see, that's what I do. I get on more television stations, which costs a whole lot more than social media. But what happened was when I couldn't go anywhere, I thought, Lord, what would I have me to do? And I noticed this, that an open door, I began to speak, and I brought Kathy with me. And what I call our uh, boardroom chats, our live chats at night, our faith, the facts, and things. And my God, the thing exploded on me. Because an effectual, an open door was given to me. I'm working harder now than I've ever worked in my life. And now I'm traveling again, and yet I still am walking through that open door. But there's a challenge to it. Because here's the difference. When I'm on television, you, you can't send me a comment. You can write a letter and I can throw it in the garbage can. Oh, but if I'm on YouTube or Facebook and you got to learn to face the book. Or Instagram. Oh, you can say, Lord Jesus. And y'all say some ugly things. 
But you know, we also have something called blocking you, which means we can close that door. I didn't know about that, you know, but until they told me about that. Let me say it again. But I grasped it with both hands. And I think some of my staff was wondering, is he going to continue to do this? Because, you know, he works a lot. Yeah, because it's an effectual door. It's a door of energy. What Satan meant for bad, God's turned around. We're able to touch the world. He tried to shut the churches down, and yet more people are watching online than ever walked the grace this, in this building. But yet, God said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves. Let me say it again, you pastors. It's time for you to open up the houses of God because you're going against Scripture. And I'm telling people in fear, I don't care if they're elderly, I don't care if they're young, you take care of the elderly, whatever. You clothe them with the, when they're already clothed with the robe of righteousness, you put that healing robe on them. He put the shield of faith in front of them and around them and about them so that when darts of Satan come, whether it be uh, sickness or whatever, stops. Let me say it again. An open door is an opportunity to be grasped with both hands. It is an opportunity for service. So I call it. Not. See, most people say, Brother Jesse, you could have retired 20 years ago. Yes, I could have. But what would I do? You see, my calling still goes on and the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. And God has given me a great amount of energy for a man my age. So I just keep going and every time I keep walking, I keep seeing doors that need to be that are open to me and I just walk in them. Write this down. We live in the age of the open door. We live in the age of open doors. What does that mean? Right now, with this world going crazy, with everybody riding in the streets, people is... People is looking for a voice. See, and the church needs to speak. I, I, let me just say, the still small voice of God is far louder than the voices of anyone else. Why? Because we live in an age of open doors. See, men and women's minds are open as never before to receive the truth because they tried everything and it's not working. I can prove that just the other day. Dallas mayor, Fort Worth mayor said, we tried everything. How about let us fast and pray so we can knock this COVID thing down? Do you see what I'm saying? We live in the age of open doors. See, people's minds, even though they may be mad, cussing, going crazy, their minds are open to the truth. And if, you, if the truth sets you free, what people need to be is free. And whom the Son has set free is free indeed. That's what Paul, yeah, but, but adversaries, so what? They're going to kill you. So what? Do you know when you die, an open door is given to you? <laughs> when they die, an open door of eternity. My Lord, I mean, you, you die and you're behind you and there's Jesus. Hello. Think about that for a second. Let me say it again. We live in the age of open doors, men and women's minds are open as never before to receive the truth. Why? Because open doors need to be grasped with both hands. It's an opportunity for service. It's an opportunity to do something for God Almighty, spiritually, physically, and financially. When God tells you to give, he's opening up your wallet. Why? So that he can pour a harvest that you've never seen before. But there are many adversaries. Oh, I tell you what, that preacher got your money again, didn't he? I'm going to deal with the many adversaries in just a minute. Let me say it again. I want, to, I want you to write these points down, you that are taking notes. An open door is an opportunity to be grasped with both hands. It's an opportunity for service. 
We live in the age of open doors. I love that. Men and women's minds are open as never before to receive the truth. Prime example of that, I was at Dillard's not too long ago. Kathy was buying some makeup there at, the, at Dillard's. I think, it's, I think it's the Chanel counter. But, you know, you, you all walk in little women's perfume and makeup, you know, when you go into Dillard's at Lakeside Mall. And uh, so I'm just standing there because there's nothing there. I won't, you know. I don't wear makeup. I try not to wear TV makeup. I don't have any on this morning. They say I should, you know. But uh, anyway. And all of a sudden, this lady come up to me. And I'd seen her before. She said, do you think this is the end times? Now, she never asked me about that before. Nobody ever asked me to comment on something that God has said. Boy, and everybody got quiet. They were listening. You see, their minds are open to the truth. Don't give them religion. That's a garden of weeds. That's a theological wilderness. Give them the truth. If Jesus is the way, you can't get lost. If he's the truth, you cannot be deceived. And if he's the life, the devil can't kill you. And he's all three of those. See, every person, and I want you to write this down, every person of spirit and energy should be on the outlook for openings. Every person of spirit, you are a spirit housed in a soul and clothed in a body. So that's you. Every person of spirit and energy should be on the outlook for openings. Do you know I do that constantly? Constantly. You know I'm a great tipper. Oh, I usually tip more than the meal all the time. I spend thousands of dollars tipping because it opens me a door. Oh, thank you. I said, oh, don't thank me. Thank the Lord. Who? Oh. Now it opens up. I said, the Lord has blessed you today. Now, because I'm doing that, I'm getting blessed. God's going to bless me. That's not the issue because it's the law of sowing. But what I love was is I can open that door. I'm looking for open doors. Watch it. And God keeps my eyes open to, to look for doors of blessing for me, for business adventures and different things. Because there's some things I've done. I don't know what I'm doing, but he does. But if I've got my eyes closed, that's the blind leading the blind. They're walking in the ditch. You see, the problem with Christianity, they're falling so much in the ditch that they have mud, mud Christianity. They're like a crawfish. Their hands are up, but they're backing up into the boiling pot. You ever notice that about crawfish? And he's about ready to get boiled alive. Let me say it again. Every person of spirit, that means everyone that's born again, watching me today. And energy should be on the outlook for openings. That's in your spiritual, physical, and financial. Let's deal with the physical. Oh, you're going to like this. Maybe you're single. I don't want to be single no more. Look for the openings. <laughs> well, I'm shy. Well, you're going to be shy till you're dead. <laughs> I mean, what do you got to lose? Look for the openings. See, that's what Kathy did. That's why I married her. Okay, that's why I did it. <laughs> you know, I just look for the openings. I look for the favor. Ah, see what I'm saying? Oh, he wouldn't. See, see the problem, the reason why you don't think that guy would come to, you, come to you or like you is because you don't even believe in yourself. You got to look at yourself in the mirror and go, whoo. Because beauty is in the eye of the beholder, not beauty is skin deep. It's in the eye of the beholder 
You see what I'm saying? So that's looking for an opening. You see? Now, when you see that, now some people can send you opening clues. <laughs> you mean, now what did you just think of right there? All I did was just move my eyebrows. Now, I get nervous when Kathy moves her eyebrows. I get out the way because that thing hits the boat. I'm gone. Because <laughs> that's a sign. Get out the way. <laughs> See, every person of spirit and energy should be on the outlook for openings. What Paul saw was the festivals coming. I can preach this gospel and put it into Asia, but they're going to kill you, Paul. They're going to destroy you. He's not even concerned about that. Why? Because his calling is more important than his life. Our calling and your calling, our salvation is more important than our physical lives because it brings us into life eternal forever and ever. Write this down. The Christian spirit refuses to subscribe to the doctrine of the closed door. I love that point. The Christian spirit refuses to subscribe to the doctrine of the closed door. You know how many people told me I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that, I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that? Let me give you a prime example. Helen Keller. No way she can function. Blind. Deaf. Dumb. But she had something she could use. Touch. She could touch things, couldn't see nothing, couldn't hear nothing, blind, deaf. They call people dumb. I don't consider deaf people dumb at all. But she had touch. And a lady taught her what touch meant, what this was, a book, a, 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 a pulpit, a carpet, water. And look what she did. She saw an open door. Think about that for a minute. An open door and walked in it and became one of the greatest women that God ever put in shoe leather. Don't tell me you can't. You're just looking around with blind eyes. Open your eyes. And she opened her eyes by touch. I really believe, I've never met this lady. I really believe she had so much faith. If somebody had the guts to pray for her, to God to heal her eyes and believe God, she probably would have got healed. Because the, it took, the energy it took to walk through that door, it was effectual. It was powerful. Oh, Lord. It was a great door. Let me say it again. The Christian spirit refuses to subscribe to the doctrine of the closed door. Ladies and gentlemen, all you have to do is open your eyes of faith. And when you do, you'll see the great doors God has for you. Remember this, you're a believer. Don't subscribe to the doctrine of the closed door. There'll always somebody saying, you can't go through that door. You're not qualified to go through that door. You don't have the talent to go through that door. Forget about all that. Take the challenge and seize your opportunity to do something extraordinary for God. Think about Saul of Tarsus, who became the Apostle Paul, a bloodthirsty persecutor who killed people, children, drag them out in the streets, all in the name of God. But you know what? When he got born again, when he got slapped off that donkey, and Jesus said, why are you persecuting me? God sent him to the Gentile. But he walked through that door, and I want to tell you something. He was so courageous, and most people said, he can't do that. His past is too bad. 
Oh, but his future was much greater because God washed away his past. Look, we're living in the age of the open door. You don't need to be an apostle, a prophet, evangelist, a pastor, or a preacher, or a teacher. God put greatness inside of you, and he wants to, you to use that greatness. Well, how do I do that? If you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. That's what Jesus said. All you got to do is just believe it, and it'll happen to you. I got a question from a man named George I'd like to answer today, if possible. His, his name is George. He says this, Brother Jesse, aside from the Bible and your relationship with the Lord, who has, who has inspired you or influenced your life and ministry the most? And can you tell me how? To tell you the truth, George, I, you know, I didn't really know anyone or any preachers other than Billy Graham and the Pope. But what I liked about Billy Graham was that he was easy to understand and had such ability to touch people at a stadium through the television. And I thought, that's a good man. So I really believe he influenced me to live clean and holy before the Lord. And I have done that. And I, and I really did like it. That's how it's. And today, I mean, I still think a lot. Almost every day, uh, Billy Graham will come up in my, in my mind. In fact, when I got born again, I didn't know how to pray the prayer of salvation. I, I, you know, I didn't get born again in a church. Yeah, I got born again in a bathroom in Boston, Massachusetts. That's true. And I didn't know how to pray. So when I went in that bathroom, I knew something was happening, but I couldn't quite explain how. So I just said this, whatever Billy said, and I got born again. I believe God has a great open door ahead for you. All you got to do is receive it. Stay right there. I'll be back in just a moment to speak another word. Thanks, George, for the question. It's such a blessing. The show's not over. I got some more things to say to you. Watch this and be blessed of the Lord. So what's next, ladies and gentlemen? So much more. You got to keep your vision moving. You got to keep your faith growing. Don't compromise and don't settle. You're just getting started. Jesse Duplantis's 2022 Visionary Conference, July 14th and 15th at JDM International Headquarters, 1973 Armand Boulevard in Destrehan, Louisiana. Admission is free. Go to JDM.org and register today. Because God wants to take your vision to a new level. I believe that God has placed within each one of us a deep desire to live a better life. Whether it's a life free from pain, fear, or lack of any kind, God wants to bring that to pass for you. In my book, You Are Designed for Glorious Living, you'll discover how to achieve the better life God has for you. You know, long before you took your first breath, God had designs on you for glorious living. You are designed for glorious living. Available at JDM.org. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you can get this product. Due to time constraints on television, we can't preach it all or show it to you. It's called The Challenge of the Open Door. This is a vital message for the church. If all of us would just obey God's open doors, we could speed up the time of him coming. For all the order information, just go to jdm.org and get this. It will bless you. Order a copy, too, for a friend. It will bless you and minister greatly to you. Partners, I can't thank you enough for what you do for this ministry. Your faithful financial support is so vitally important in reaching people, changing lives one soul at a time. Nothing too small and nothing too big. We've been preaching 46 years and we've never had a financial deficit. Why? Because I'm going to say my famous statement. I trust you.
You trust me and we both trust God. Because of trust in you, because of your trust in me and both our trust in God, never a financial deficit, ever. And let me tell you something, it costs a lot of money to go on television and to stay on television. But you know, God is faithful. So thank you. Also, the anointing of increases on me. Don't get mad at me. It's not my fault. It's on me. That hundredfold anointing is on this boy. And I asked the Lord, why? He said, because I can trust you. I can trust you. And I said, Lord, I can trust you. And together, we have been a partnership to reach people, change lives one soul at a time. So thank you, partners. Your faithful financial support is vitally important. As you sow your seed today, believe for the hundredfold. Some 30, some 60, some 100. Well, get to the 100. If you got a choice, take the hundredfold. You deserve it. Also for your June partnership, we have a popular message for you. I love this. Listen to the title. Never fight an enemy that's already defeated. If you're ready to learn how to resist the devil instead of assist him, this message is for you. You're going to gain great wisdom from this teaching, and you're also going to have joy and laughter in it too. How do I get that? Go to our website at jdm.org to get it. I like that. I don't fight a devil that's already defeated. I walk on the devil. You understand? I like that old Italian saying, he's just a stone in my shoe. That's all he is. I just take him out and boom, fling the stone away and just believe God for everything, spiritually, physically, and financially. Thank you for tuning in today. And partners, once again, thank you for helping us do so much for your work. You know, people ask me all the time, you think you're going to retire? No, I don't think so. I'm in the saddle, brother. I am preaching this gospel daily. In fact, as soon as you finish this, I'm on the road somewhere preaching the gospel and flying back to do more television. It's such a blessing, plus social media, plus everything else that's going on. That's what it's all about. So thank you, partners, for helping us today. And I don't want you to miss next week. This was part one of the challenge of the open door. Next week is part two of the challenge of the open door. Until then, Jesse the Planet saying, I love you. See ya. Bye-bye. Jesse DePlanis Ministries is literally circling the globe using every available voice. What would that be? That would be television, radio, printed page, internet, DVDs, CDs, books, whatever it takes to preach the gospel. Can you see it? Hey, can you see it? I can just see it. I can see the gospel going all over the world to every person. Every year the soul's adding up, people getting healed, lives being changed and delivered. Is that impossible? No. God thinks we can do that. Everything you see here at Jesse DePlantis Ministries was impossible, and everything we are going to do is impossible. But yet the Lord said, if you believe it, I'll do it. We are believing the unbelievable and receiving the impossible to simply reach people and change lives. Life is better when you never learn to doubt. In his new book, Jesse will show you how to shut doubt down. 
you can have more joy, more success, and full peace. I never learned to doubt. Now available at JDM.org. Wherever there's an advance, there's opposition. Always look at the door first. That's what Paul was doing. And Jesus. And the adversary second. 